Hello and welcome to Tech Crack, the podcast series brought to you by Sync NI. We are Northern Ireland's leading technology and business media company, and this podcast series will see us interview some of the best, brightest, and most influential thought leaders from across NI's business and tech sectors. Find out more on SyncNI.com or follow us across our social media channels. And enjoy. Hello, everybody. I'm Neve Campbell, and this week I spoke with Dr. Jean Brady, MBE, the Belfast Digital Innovation Commissioner. Jane has recently been appointed to the new UK Innovation Expert Group that will provide advice on how to drive up the UK's productivity through innovation. So we chat all about that, as well as the future of Belfast's tech sector, its resilience during lockdown, and the digital job roles and opportunities that are being provided for people across the city. First of all, you know, you're the Digital um, Innovation Commissioner for Belfast. That is such a cool <laughs> role title in itself. What does that role even entail? <laughs> that's a very good question. And actually, that's what my children asked me when I took up the role almost a year ago. Um, so my background is in digital innovation and I've worked and made my kind of uh, livelihood in the innovation sectors, in the private sector for the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. So the, the role within um, Belfast City Council and as chair of the digital pillar in the Belfast Region City Deal is really to make sure that we're using the opportunity that is in digital innovation to really to provide more and better jobs for, for our citizens. So for me, digital innovation isn't an end in itself. It's actually an end to a main means and, and to enable to kind of an inclusive strategy to deliver those more and better jobs. And I guess what we've seen during the particularly the last 12 months is how important digital and innovation has been in terms of delivering us resiliency, you know, keeping us all working, uh, supporting uh, the recovery and supporting the response to the pandemic as well. So making sure we thread all those kind of aspects of digital innovation to deliver societal outcomes, inclusive outcomes, but also um, to, to deliver a strategy that, that provides that kind of people-centred focus for those more and better jobs. Yeah, and then that sort of nicely leads into, um, you know, the fact you were appointed just a few months ago to the new UK Innovation Expert Group. Um, could you talk me through a wee bit about that? I know it's the group is intended to provide advice on how to drive up productivity um, throughout the UK through innovation. Um, you know, what does that entail or what does the future look like for Northern Ireland in, in that regard? Yeah, I mean, I was delighted to be appointed to that group, which was um, around September of last year. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was in reflection um, to the UK government strategy in terms of doubling down on innovation as a route uh, for, for growth and to kind of supercharge its position as, as a world technology um, expert. So they have, a, they have committed to double the amount of spending that they're providing from a public sector from 11 billion to 22 billion by, by 2024 um, in terms of supporting those innovation sectors. Um, and to do that, they established a group um, of individuals across the UK to come together to develop the innovation strategy, um, which will be delivered through that funding envelope. So uh, the announcement of that strategy was just announced um, last month in the budget, and we will be publishing publishing that through base in summer of 2021. I guess the strategy is really to set the agenda for the plan for growth um, and to help government deliver on its ambition um, to become kind of the world's most innovative economy. And it covers a number of different areas of innovation, um, covers the missions that we need to uh, address in terms of delivering on that ambition, the core technologies where we can be making strong, and the really important place um, that, um, that 
our locations have and our place-based um, 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 centres have in terms of delivering on that strategy and then also looking at the talent and the ecosystem and also the access to finance um, um, for that. So I'm really delighted to be part of developing that kind of UK government strategy but also really um, delighted to showcase actually where Northern Ireland can play in to be a really strong anchor in terms of delivering that ambitious growth uh, platform and we've all seen some of our key sectors um, in Northern Ireland and how we can be world leading and global you know, in the areas of cyber and in fintech where we are um, number one US FDI locations and all our areas of excellence that we're doubling down on in our city deal investments so really showing how the platform and the people and our resilience and our strong entrepreneurial um, ecosystem we have here in, in Northern Ireland can play into delivering that overall strategy uh, for significant economic growth. And again, to that ultimate company of providing more and better jobs for, for Northern Ireland uh, citizens. Yeah, 100%. Is that part of the, is it the level and up agenda? Is that like an informal or is that the official sort of term for it? <laughs> Um, through, through the published UK roadmap, which was published um, last year, and we uh, work with partners in the City Dale and other groups to provide a Northern Ireland response, um, there was two uh, groups that were developed. One was the Innovation Expert Group to look towards an overall UK innovation strategy. And the second group was the place-based strategy, uh, recognising how important place is into, into that um, approach. So there's, there's two, two groups and, and they're kind of progressing in parallel, but they're very much coupled in, in, in together. Um, so the levelling up um, is a really critical part of that innovation strategy. Um, and there was analysis uh, performed by an organisation called Nesta last year which showed um, of that 11 billion that's invested, um, uh, around 50% of it goes to the Golden Triangle area of England. That's in the areas of London, uh, Cambridge and, and Oxford. Yeah. Um, and in order to level up to those regions, Northern Ireland would require an additional 250 million per annum in public spending. Um, and, and there is an ambition with the, the UK government to address those regional disparities to make sure that all parties have, have Play their part in terms of delivering that overall strategy and um, so that's part of that leveling up agenda um, I think in Northern Ireland's case uh, what's really interesting is that we um, we're not asking for a handout of that money we're actually asking for a really strong uh, case for investment because we have such a strong proven track record of delivering good re return on investment so we're looking to see how strategies at a UK level can be tailored to deliver for Northern Ireland um, ecosystem, you know, for a, a small economy such as Northern Ireland and a, a, an SME-based ecosystem as well. Yeah, and do you think as well, Jane, just talking about that sort of the strength of the ecosystem, the tech ecosystem that Northern Ireland has to offer, do you think the sort of confidence in that is built upon, you know, the fact that our tech sector here has been so resilient through the pandemic and obviously no one knew, you know, a global health pandemic was going to come, but, um, you know, over the last, you know, six to 12 months, the tech sector has really been one of the industries within the region that that has grown. Unfortunately, many others have struggled, but this one has, has sort of boomed in a way. Um, you know, how do you think that fares for what do you think the future of Northern Ireland's tech sector looks like in terms of that resilience? And, um, you know, I know there's things like the Belfast City Region deal that you mentioned, you know, how do you think that's going to help boost the digital economy going forward post pandemic? Yeah, I think what the pandemic has shown, it's, it's really tested the metal of the sector and it's proven how resilient it was. So 
all those aspects were there prior to the, the pandemic, but probably didn't come as much to the forefront. I mean, that sector is actually growing um, during 2020. Latest um, stats, you know, stats have shown 300 new people. Fintry took on um, uh, remotely um, during the pandemic and really significant growth is one of the leading UK companies growing in that sector in, in RegTech. So I think that the, the foundations um, have actually been made in, in this sector over you know, 20 years to, to get to the position where we are at the moment. And that's been through kind of a strong um, local SME performance. Um, you know, we've got some really stellar standout global companies in the likes of Kianos, um, you know, billion dollar lister company, um, and also First Road, so really strong kind of players, which are globally significant, really strong research domains um, that have been used to, to support an ecosystem such as cyber. Uh, and that growing FDI element in terms of fintech um, and financial services, which has been really strong, and then all built on the really strong engineering and uh, ecosystem that Northern Ireland has always been, you know, in terms of making uh, planes and, and aircrafts and, and machinery and, you know, those really vibrant sectors um, that, that we, we built on. So it's, it's kind of those sectors have always been there. What we've seen then, I guess, is how resilient the people of Northern Ireland are um, and how entrepreneurial those businesses have been to to adapt um, to that uh, some really interesting stats even pre-pandemic that 25 percent of all the jobs advertised in 2019 in in belfast were in the digital sector which was um by far the highest in in the uk and actually it's the best place to to work um in the uk from a salary to cost of living um perspective so not only is the opportunity there for, for those more and better jobs, but actually it's a really vi vibrant place um, to work from, from the economy's perspective. And also you have global companies and really strong indigenous players. So there's really high value opportunities um, to work within that sector. I guess back to the point of more and better jobs, um, there's a real opportunity now to build capacity in that sector um, through reskilling initiatives um, and through different programmes. Uh, and I think We've also seen through some of the Assured Skills programs that we've seen and how quickly we've been able to adapt during the pandemic that, that there are different pathways into digital skills and not all of it has to be uh, through um, you know, four years at university, which I, I pursued in terms of engineering, but there are other pathways that can create a, a more vibrant ecosystem as well as those very deep tech roles. Um, so I think there's been a lot of learnings um, that, that, that have come from that. I think. The city deal, when you look at the city and growth deals across Northern Ireland, one billion pounds worth of investment in terms of those core areas where we have distinctive advantage in digital innovation and also creating those ecosystems around that are probably what you would have been defining now had we not those in place as a recovery strategy, because those are the areas where we need to invest to provide those future jobs, the career pathways, those future businesses um, as well. So I think there's a combination of the resilience of the sector, the, the foresight of people like Suzanne Wiley in terms of leading the city deal many, many years um, ago has actually created maybe a, a real opportunity for Northern Ireland um, to lead and to, to capitalize on, on kind of those windows of opportunity um, that are coming our, our way as well. So it feels to me that we are at the start of, of a renaissance in the digital kind of opportunity and, and I guess it's 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 important for that we all make sure that we leverage whatever opportunity we can out of that because we have very big challenges 
um, regard inclusivity and environmental and, and also challenges in terms of our, our special status um, as well. So there are um, challenges, but there are very strong opportunities. I'm very optimistic that we've shown that we can have grasped those opportunities before in the past and we can again. Yeah, and in terms of those opportunities, and I know you had mentioned, you know, the importance of skills and people are now realising that you don't always have to go down that traditional four-year university route, um, you know, to get into these digital jobs in the tech sector. What, can you like tell me a wee bit more about, you know, what sort of opportunities there are that are being provided for young people, um, you know, in terms of, obviously there are like a wide variety of courses now. And I think like Queen's got, um, you know, special accreditation there, like recognition for their cybersecurity education, um, which is fantastic. But can you tell me, you know, a, a bit about the opportunities for young people um, in terms of bridging that digital education skills gap um, throughout Northern Ireland, Jane? Yes, I mean, I guess, you know, Queen's and, and, and Ulster both have very inclusive kind of regimes to looking towards broadening participation, which is really you know, very important as well as you bring uh, more people into a high demand sector such as digital. But maybe just to give you an example um, of one of the projects that um, we worked on through the city deal um, in the early stages of the pandemic around um May and June next year. So I guess we were looking at the long-term plans of the city deal, but we knew kind of the, the that threat and opportunity that we talked about previously regarding um, the, the the biggest issue that our businesses had in 2019 was the inability to get skills. I think 85% of the CBI report said skills shortages was their biggest issue, but we knew there would be um, a lot of new entrants into the labour market coming out who didn't have a tech background. Um, like 45% of under 25s were either furloughed or, or unemployed at that stage. And um, so we looked to see, okay, how can we provide a bridge to bring those people who are coming out into those markets that are young and with a non-tech background who are most severely uh, affected and provide a pathway to them to build capacity in the system by pathways of jobs. So we, we came up with a concept called Digital Futures, uh, which we worked with um, our further education colleges on through Belfast Met and other colleges across the, the Belfast region. Um, and it was funded by DFA. And the concept was to look towards those under 25s non-tech background um, and reskill them into core deep tech skills. So into cyber, into, into cloud um, applications um, and to, to, into data analytics. Um, into the skills that we needed for the future in terms of the focus for the city deal. Um, and also then to not look just at that, um, the, the previous models of shared skills where you build for one company, but look towards our small to micro businesses and how we can build skills for those. So we funded, um, got funding from DFA for that programme. We recruited just an initial cohort of 55 um, individuals for that plan. We were oversubscribed um, by a factor of five for the applications. And, and they were reskilled um, up to the end of last year. And at the moment, they're now working in a funded 10-week work placement within those micro businesses, and in fact, some public sector roles, to give them that work experience, to, which is so vital to cre creating that pathway to, to a new career option um, in, in, the, in the intent that there may be an opportunity for them longer term within the, those uh, companies, or else there will be also an opportunity as the labour market improves. And we see that already recruitment in the tech sector is, is up to pre-pandemic um, 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 stats in, in many of those sectors as well. So I guess just being nimble to, to look towards those uh, capacity and, and reskilling initiatives. There also has been programmes looked towards female returners. Um, uh, and I guess that this could be in the context of 
um, you know, having proven that the remote working model, which provides more flexibility to, 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 to um, those care providers, um, who, who, many of those who have been in the, historically in the female area, providing different pathways for them in, into those reskilling up opportunities. So in the FE colleges are working initiatives as well, so that we're just looking at what the opportunity has shown in, in the pandemic and how we can provide kind of thinking a bit outside the box, um, different routes into engagement. Definitely, there are, there's so many sort of different pathways. Um, and again, like, like we said, it's not just for, you know, young people or those under 25s, it's about, um, you know, people who maybe want to return to tech and stuff as well, because I know like all states are, are very good, but they have a returners program and it helps sort of bring that Northern Ireland, you know, that sort of cohort of people who maybe went off to like the bigger cities like London, um, you know, to advance their careers and now maybe remote work and has shown them that um, they don't want to live in a, a tiny wee flat, you know, in a, in a really crowded city. They want to come back to Northern Ireland to the space and the scenery and get involved in the, the thriving tech sector here. So um, it's very encouraging. What would you have any words of advice or encouragement, Jane, to anyone, um, you know, young or otherwise that would be interested in getting involved in, in the digital um, or innovation space here? Um, yes, I'm absolutely. I mean, I've had um, different career paths throughout my role in, in digital, um, and I guess that's what it provides you. It's like almost a, a way of thinking um, approach, so you can have a very flexible kind of options through to you. And when I graduated 25 year, years ago, um, it was a, a different market economy. That was just kind of a, 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 just at the, the ceasefire timeline, and I decided that I wanted to, to work abroad, so I went to work um Japanese organization in Tokyo and then in Germany um, because I wanted kind of that level of scale and, and kind of opportunities now but but actually currently at, at the moment in, in, in Northern Ireland for quite a considerable time you can get those world-class opportunities while still being in the brilliant place that Northern Ireland and Belfast is to work and um, so I think you know there, there's uh, it's a really great platform in order to, to develop and look at those skill sets and just to your point before, I mean, people think kind of digital or people in a box or kind of people are tweaking stuff in a, in a garage. And I was never kind of off that, yeah. that ilk. You know, to me, it was about doing new things and having new opportunities and continual development and career and making a difference. Um, and I guess that's what they, that can give you as, as a kind of a platform career um, as well. So even, you know, for those who are, who are thinking of, of reskilling, I would encourage them to find out more and to look towards those opportunities. You know, my mum is 82 and never thought we'd engage in technology. And um, she now regularly works with artificial intelligence through, uh, through um, uh, voice based control and Alexa. You know, she can now use, um, make uh, FaceTime calls and she can now stream kind of church services as well. So I guess some of those things that you would have thought maybe were beyond actually the, the barriers being maybe in your heads as opposed to actually in, in the ability to embrace those technologies. So just, I mean, guess engage and, and find out more. Lots of things being done through the FAs, through the university colleges and to the local councils. Um, so, so really reach out to, to, to find those opportunities because I guess the economic benefits can be really I mean, success is good. You know, the average salary, I think, is 45,000 for someone in the tech sector. And that cost of living ratio is very high as well. But also the quality um, of those jobs and, and the ability to make a difference um, is really very rewarding as well in the career path routes um, and also. So I really encourage them to reach out and find out more about that. Yeah, there's definitely so many different roles within tech too. And sort of what you were saying there, that's what um, 
a lot of people, you know, in the tech sector say to me, there's a stereotype that, you know, if you're in tech or you're coding in a dark corner and you're not talking to anybody, but actually it's so much more creative than that. And every day tends to be different um, depending on where you work, like um, what you're working on, you know, you're never like no, no two days are the same. So I think that's definitely uh, very encouraging too. Jean, is there anything else you'd like to add? I mean, I'm just, uh, I, I guess I'm a year, almost a year in post. Um, I started on the 1st of April, um, Nave, and Happy anniversary. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm, I'm still, I was in my garage initially and I'm now in the spare room. <laughs> so I've had an office move during that. Um, but but I guess, um, you know, in the midst of, of where we all are, and there are some signs of light in terms of, of um, the vaccinations and the rollout out of that, I think it's it's the opportunity has given us to, kind of rethink um, future strategies, which I'm really positive about. Uh, I think what we've seen possibly is that we need to tilt the playing field where we both we deliver on that economy piece, but also that we deliver from a societal piece and that digital um, and innovation can be a really a key part of, of delivering on that as well. Um, I guess just that, that we're very committed to do that. So, so we, we want to kind of get work with our partners in order to make sure we're delivering those strategies, which are economically growth oriented, but also they're fully inclusive. So they deliver, you know, there's better opportunities for all our citizens. Yeah, hundred percent. Jean, thanks very much for chatting to me today. Delighted to, thank you so much, Dave. It was great to catch up. That's it for this week's episode of TechRec. For all things tech and business in Northern Ireland, visit syncni.com. Have a good week.